0: (laughs) Oh, hello, everybody, and what a fabulous May Day it is. I'm here with two very good-looking guys, so it's going to be hard for me to keep focused on... Things today but anyway welcome to episode 28 of the insiders on real estate and marketing I'm your host Sandy Hibbard and this is my co-host mr. Mark Miller how do you do how you doing I'm doing great super good Um, I want to give a special shout out today to our sponsor secured title of Texas Um, if you want to kind of experience their culture um, understand their vision see who you're going to be working with go over to their website at secured title of tx.com and check them out and i just appreciate them and mark and his team they have a staff of attorneys underwriters it's all done in-house they're right here to help you get successfully to a closing and they've been doing this since 1947 so i think they kind of know what they're doing thank you secured title so how you doing buddy i'm doing great how's the week been the month
1: uh, it's weeks been good. We had a uh, big commercial closing uh, yesterday that's resulted in a new client coming in out of Canada.
0: Fabulous, and be
1: developing uh, townhouses and mm-hmm. uh, up. They're kind of concentrating in the McKinney market, so really, I'm re- really excited about that. They're going to make an investment probably 50 to 75 million more in land acquisitions up in McKinney, yep, and that kind of that's their niche market that they're really focused on so are they
0: doing that around that downtown square area is that building that, that's out? moving
1: as well yeah and then Very it's going cool. north up into princeton
0: uh-huh. side
1: as well so but i'm more excited because i got one of my cohorts back with me amanda pomeroy i saw
0: your post yeah, about that yeah oh, we my worked God. together
1: for 15 years and had the opportunity to get her over with us she starts monday and and i, I know, know all her clients that. and um i'm really really excited about that she's a senior vp and with me at the corporate mm-hmm. office yeah there in Plano. So, and then just kind of watching the market, Brian will address that as well. I mean, it's there's a shift going on. It is and, crazy. Uh, it's not like all of a sudden there's low inventory because it's been low inventory, right. but mm-hmm. but I think the uh, continued taxation is testing the, uh, the financial capabilities of companies out there. So I think I'm already, I'm seeing layoffs really? happening in our space in the title business. I hear about it in the mortgage business as well. Uh, from that side so uh, you know the strong will survive Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. Brian and I were talking about weeding out a little bit it's not necessarily a bad thing
0: right Uh, no it never is I mean you because today with the technology tools that we have and access to information I think that uh, sometimes less can get more done. right
1: right and you had company specific niche both title and mortgage that were uh, refinance only Mm -hmm. refinance is gone from, from that volume that they were running So if you didn't have that relationship balance with purchase Mm -hmm. business and have a good platform for that, which Brian Mm -hmm. does, Mm -hmm. uh, and a platform that we have, which we have commercial and residential, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a very difficult time, I Mm -hmm. think, in this year. This is going to be a really unusual year, I believe. Not wow. that it's bad, because the demand's still there, but right. I think it's going to be challenging. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I'm time. seeing those so, signs, too. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to Brian, so let's jump let's in. Do it. And uh, why don't you introduce him, tell everybody about
1: sure. where uh, this so guy come from. You bet. Brian McCauley, he's, he's, a, he's a native <laughs> Dallas Texan, and uh, he and I have been friends for a long time, and I respect him immensely. Uh, he's with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has the Macaulay team, and the Macaulay team is a big-sized team. He's got a total of 13 members in his Dallas wow. operation, and he also is out in Lubbock, Texas, and he's got seven more out there. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's running it. What I really liked, and I went in just kind of always, Brian's always refreshing his website and things of that nature, and what I loved, what I saw was that they hit 96% of their closing dates, uh, 93% of accuracy on their closing estimates, and their retention rate is 87%. from a client standpoint so they've helped what average about 200 families a year that you that you help on average yeah last year we had a
2: great year on growth and helped 455 so wow! moving up quickly
1: uh and i consider him to be the master of social media in his space and the mortgage side because he's not only is he uh really well positioned. He's also very knowledgeable and he shares that knowledge out that's really valuable to awesome. the, the realtor. Just the way it's uh, supposed to be yeah. used. Yep. And he's a great coach to the realtors as well. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Good, I wanted him to mention a core as well yeah. as, as we visit. But I love the other thing I loved it said, We secure deals, create value, and solve problems. I mean, mm, that is just like that. right on. So he's always thinking out front. He's very high energy, as our, as our audience will see. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a conversation with Brian that I didn't learn something. In that conversation. So, welcome. That's quite an intro. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for having me Uh, uh, Congratulations
2: on this. This is an incredible setup. It's really cool. I think a lot of people need things like this. I appreciate you having having me on. Uh, We'll make it a great show and give everybody a lot of gold
1: out of this one. I know we will. Well, I mean, let's just start with the rates and we'll go from there. Yeah, everybody's like freaking out. I heard that this morning they were talking about two more additional rate hikes possible?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're up, up. I think, uh, you know, what the rate hike market is doing to people is really ticking them off. Um, Mm -hmm. Not because, you know, rates aren't still historically great, but it's just the time frame. That's what it comes down to is, hey, you know, pre-2022 there was a projection things are going to increase things are going to get a little bit worse but here's the time frame in which we think and the problem is they took a 12 to 16 month time frame and they squeezed it into a 90 day time frame bam and that's the downside of transitory inflation i bet so what's happened is you've had all that swell up in a certain amount of time because they're trying to get it under control and everyone out there that's trying to buy in a house has to pay attention to the rate for qualifications to payments to financial strategies. So, what it's done is, you know, I think it's given people the understanding that things are moving quickly. Rates are probably not going to come back down. Um, I think the cost of waiting is going to get more expensive. So, you mm-hmm. just have to talk to people about other ways to give themselves financial relief. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, different things in arms, different strategies on mm-hmm. products, but a lot of times just helping people understand that they can pay off debt to offset some of that stuff. So mm-hmm. while your rate might go up by a percent your payment goes up by 100 bucks, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Uh, you get tax deductions. There will be a refi boom again at some point once all this is under control. But people have the opportunity to offset that with paying off credit cards and you know paying down car notes. And so there's a lot of ways to seesaw it to help them out. But you just have to have those conversations up mm-hmm. front, set good expectations, mm-hmm. and drive clarity. You know, doing this for 16 years, uh, it's all I've ever done. Certified planner as well. And so you know we've seen a lot, we've done a lot. But I think the planning component helps people understand how to navigate the home buying process and keeps the keeps the fear out of it. As mm-hmm much
1: as it can. It what about uh, is buy-down buy-downs uh, a strategy again
2: they are so buying down an interest rates kind of like guys if you know what that is everybody qualifies for a rate so there's three types of rates there's a rate that you qualify for there's a premium rate which means you can take a higher rate and kind of get some closing cost credit backs or there's a discounted rate which is a lower rate than what you qualify for but to March point you have to buy it down aka pay fees and so if somebody wants to get a lower interest rate than what they qualify for they can do that the question is is it worth the money right mm-hmm. what's the trade-off what's the break even point I personally am not having any anybody do buy downs as much right now. The reason behind that, again, my feeling on that is if you pay three, four, five grand to get the rate back down a lower a quarter of an eighth, it feels good. It's gonna take you some time to get that money back, but I think probably back end of 23, early 24, you're gonna get a refi boom. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna get rates back down, and so if people are paying for that rate right mm-hmm. now, they're never gonna catch up and get that money. Mm-hmm. I would wait till the market changes and they're actually- get it better when rates come back down below okay. where it's actually at. So it is an option. I think if it was a long-term play and refis weren't on the horizon in 12 to 24 months, I'd be doing that more often, but people might actually lose their money because mm-hmm. they're gonna do it up front and the refi boom hits in a year or two
0: and all that money's kind of in vain. Right, so what about down payments? Is yeah. that being affected? Can you affect your, your uh, rate by putting more money down on a mortgage?
2: It doesn't really affect the rate as much, it just affects the payment, right? right so right. people have to figure out when they're buying a house, the biggest thing you wanna to talk to people about is say, hey, what are their big financial goals? What are they trying to do? Mm-hmm. Ideally, where do they want the budget? Ideally, what are they comfortable coming out of pocket? Mm-hmm. And then figure out, out of the two, which one's more important and right. why? Tailor the loan to their needs, and then give advice on, hey, this is your first time, mm-hmm. second time, You know, mm-hmm. I want you to be a homeowner, but I want you to be a smart homeowner. Mm-hmm. And the way to create wealth through buying a home is not always pushing all your chips in. So yeah, people can do it if they want, but sometimes I tell everybody, buying a house should be like a game show.
1: And the game <laughs> show
2: is called, What's the Highest and Best Use of My Money? And if they all stuck us in a room for an hour and gave us a big pile of cash and said, you're buying a house, you got a car, here's your 401k, Here's your credit card bills. Whoever comes up with the best answer gets a million bucks. And what you'd actually find is pushing more money into the house is not a good use of the money. Emotionally, it's a lot but ten, twenty grand in a yeah. house moves the needle, 100 bucks. I'm like, you can save that by just not going to meet Casino once a month. <laughs> so people just want a little guidance, right? They want a little yeah, help. Yeah, that's so, and so true, they and can, it's so needed. Right, and they can, so it can affect the rate, it can mm-hmm. affect the payment, but sometimes it's not actually the best thing to do, mm-hmm. so you just gotta walk folks through it and help them out.
0: Right, I read an article recently that said actually down payment percentages are going up as required by mortgage lenders, is that so?
2: Yeah, somebody you know, sometimes they require a little bit more skin in the game. Um, it's just a risk thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mortgages are just risk and okay. people have the risk of like, how much skin do you want to put in the game? So sometimes different loan products will change and go from five percent down to ten. Um, you know, the biggest challenge with the market and the rates is just unfortunately it, it's it's pricing certain price points out. What I find is like the five hundred thousand dollar buyer and under has the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Your five hundred five hundred to a million still has challenges, but they're a little further down the financial path in life able to get there and then your seven figures are up are not really affected meaning yes they don't love the fact that the rates are there but it doesn't get in the way of them actually getting the keys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so depending upon the people depending upon the price point you just have to get more strategic depending
1: upon who your client is less options to more options correct correct so we got a we're still in a seller's market yeah um so and we hear all the time uh, the the amount of cash buyers out Mm -hmm. there how do you posture someone needing financing against the contracts that are going in with somebody that's going with cash.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's the old saying, cash is king, and it still is, right? And so there's a couple things that tell buyers. Like if somebody is willing to pay all cash on a house and go over and above, the truth of the matter is they deserve it, they deserve (laughs) it, they're gonna beat you. But I'm okay and the client should be okay losing to that because those are losses we're willing to take. If they're going against a cash buyer and they're not willing to just throw money at it, a lot of cash people want to try to get a haircut or something on the deal itself because they're doing cash, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on financing, you can do a few things, right? One, making sure that people are fully pre-approved upfront with a local mortgage expert is always important. It's mm-hmm. the most important time to get it done right now because listing agents and sellers have so much power. And so they want to know, hey, who's the client? Who's the lender? Are they really done? Is everything done up front? So a full pre-approval done up front helps. Mm-hmm. Um, n- number two, you know, writing the shortest time frame that you can yeah. to get everything closed—14 days, 20 days—to shrink it all down. Obviously, the realtor is going to be the one that navigate the market and figure out appraisal waivers and where the actual offer price mm-hmm. is at. You know, the third thing for us is I know about 30 or 40 percent of the agents on the other side, so I will tell people like my relationship and position with them. Sometimes, even though cash is still great, if I can call them and say, "Hey, this is a great family; they're a slam dunk." I promise to close smooth it on time. That glue and that connection really, really helps. So, having that relationship component of it is there. But you know, a lot of people that even have that kind of cash, um, it's not actually even a smart thing to do. A lot of investors will take it and they'll pay cash for the house to get it, and they'll turn right back around and do delayed financing and take some of it back out to use it for something else, really? right? But it's really hard to beat cash. You can yeah. position yourself great, you can have a super strong offer, you just gotta do your best. So that's the way I would prep everybody. Um, if they're going against any other lender or anything alternative from cash, we usually rent 75% of the offers, I call a listing agent, I talk to them, we have a guaranteed 21-day close, we'll pay the seller a $1,000 a day if we don't. So again, we strengthen our position on everything else. If somebody's got a mm-hmm. dump truck for of money and they want to back it up. More power to them. Uh, but outside of that, we can still help people win
1: offers. Good. Now a lot of that's the strength of your team, mm-hmm. uh, but that's also combined with the strength of your brand as well. Right. Fairway So, And how long have you been with them now? Five years. Okay. Yeah. So you got to you gotta, you, you, get, you have you you gave that uh, opportunity with a great deal of confidence that mm-hmm. if we don't make the timeline, right, we're gonna step up. So you have that kind of confidence in your system.
2: Yeah, our system and our team. Yeah. I mean, mortgages are a team game. Whether you see it or not, it's a team game. There's, It's like it's like when we go on an airplane, like all we think about is we sit in the chair and you know, they come in and get it done, but there are baggage handlers and engineers and all these pieces, right? And so you have to put that together on a home loan to do it really well and to do it really fast, you have to have great systems, mm-hmm. structure, but it's people. Mm-hmm. People, processes, systems, and technology is the name of the game. Um, when you make that happen, you're able to deliver confidence because you understand you've done things the right way, you haven't skipped these steps. You have an awesome team, and they're all on the same page of understanding we got to move the ball down the field quickly. And we're a relationship based lender. It's the biggest component. A lot of lenders are transaction based lenders. So they don't get their referrals from people. They get it from loanmybills.com or lendingtree, whatever it is. And so what happens is if they fumble the ball, if they screw it up, they don't care because they don't have a relationship with you mm. or the referral partner. So who cares? Right. We're the opposite. All of our you know, relationships are with the client and with the partners. And so we have to care and have to do well because that's how we feed our families and survive. So it's our approach.
0: Love that. What Love is, that. Uh,
1: obviously, uh, property appraisals just came out. Yes. Uh, what kind of panic are you seeing? I'm assume existing clients. Yes. The homeowner themselves have now yeah. got that. They're going, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are you getting calls of any consulting level with... But yeah, the homeowner. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I got mine and I poured a heavy whiskey and I <laughs> sat down and thought, what do I do, do about this? So the first thing is for folks that get that out there, you know, um, there's a good side and a downside with rapid appreciation. The rapid, you know, the, the good side is that you're making a lot of money. Ideally, that's one of the best things about being a homeowner is your ROI and the appreciation. The bad side is, you know, the, the, the higher your property goes up, the more the value is. So when that happens to folks, that's tell mm-hmm. two things. One, my best advice to them would be try to get with some type of tax protester or somebody in the county that knows the data well mm-hmm. and will help them out, right? Mm-hmm. Fighting on your own is tough, and so you want to make sure and protect yourself the best that you can. Um, The second piece on that is, you know, people have to understand that if it's a primary home and they've got their homestead filed after that first year, you know, the property itself can go up as high as it wants. The property taxes themselves can go up as high as they want, but they're protected by that 10% rule, Mm -hmm. which is a great benefit on the state. So um, if you get punched in the gut after the first year, it should be the only time you get punched in the gut, but I'd really advise just to get with really good tax protesters in town, get with some realtors, get with some appraisers, and do the best to get, uh, you know, the best real appraisal as possible because you know these counties don't actually know it's kind of like they throw it against the wall and it sticks and this is what they think and they hope hey if you don't do anything eventually you get past the deadline and right, right you have to fight the fight really hard yeah. on that window to get it done so you know go back to your agent go to some attorneys go to tax protesters that's their job mm-hmm. um they're here to help to get it all done they give you an amount of time but just don't sit back and do it or it'll stick
1: okay whoa you've got a very strong uh realtor uh, following, mm-hmm. And I know not only by performance side, but you also engage in kind of helping them be strategic about how they go find that business. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what I call your coaching yeah, in that range. I appreciate that. So,
2: you know, in this industry, for the most part, the lender-realtor relationship is very parasitic. Lenders sit back and just ask for leads, right? Most realtors, when I talk to them and say, hey, why do you use so-and-so as a lender? They always say, well, because they pick up the phone and they close on time. And I say, God, they should but the bar is so low that if you just do that, agents will use you. Mm -hmm. So about five years ago, I was introduced to a coaching program called The Core. It's the number one for lenders, number three for agents in the country, and they're the best group of folks that I've ever met, and they've changed my business. And so what they did is they turned it from a one-sided partnership to a relationship. With a lot of reciprocity and so what happens a lot of times is you know mortgage lenders don't even know how to generate their own business or run their own business so they can't help realtors outside of the loan so going through the coaching and all that to mark's point what it's done is it's turned me in my opinion to a mortgage partner not a mortgage vendor Mm -hmm. Um, anything from time management lead generation how to run a client appreciation party, how to set up a database, how to set a VIP system, gifts, on and on and on. Because what realtors want and what they need, they need structure. Right? They're mm-hmm. great negotiators, totally. they're good salespeople, but they're not good business people. Right. They don't have KPIs, they don't have metrics, they don't there are conversions, all these things that businesses have. So learning that and having myself create the business in the lending space and then learning from great agents, I'm able to kind of give back to the agents in a separate area. Because at this level, what means more to me is not just closing the loan smooth and on time. It's hey, if I can help this realtor, you know, grow a team. Uh, get five or ten more de- de- deals a year. That's important because that's reciprocity. It it just creates more glue mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. me and them. But it also creates the piece of like if somebody asks, hey, you know, why is this your lender? This person helped me get to this, and how to work a database. And so, a lot of times you have to go through these coaching procedures and realtor growth program to help everybody understand there's a better way. I want to help you." And so just depending upon their pain points and where they're at, I just continue to pour in them as much as I can to get them to the level where they want to be, mm-hmm. they just need some help. And so because that's been you know, a big part of my success, I feel it's my obligation to pay it forward, but also I find there's more value in me there and it lasts a lot longer with my relationships.
0: Fabulous. Cool. And realtors do need that. Oh yeah. yeah. They really do. Well, uh, shifting over now to yeah. some marketing. you know. Uh, as much as realtors are needing to feed their hungry buyers, <laughs> right. and there's not any listings, uh, they're also needing to get clients in the pipeline. Everybody wants to go to social media. And you know, if I have had one client, I've had every one of them ask me, um, how many leads am I going to get off this social media program? Mm-hmm. And I always back up and go, no, 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 no. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're creating awareness. We're gonna develop some online leads, but don't look at it as making your phone ring. It's not old school 2000. This is 2022, like we talked about last month on the side of technology, and it's time to for realtors to become that creative mm-hmm. in the technology that they choose to use for their business. So anyway, I wanted to talk about really quick getting more engagement. And in uh, researching this, the, you know, over you know, 50 different influencers and huge marketing companies, the main thing that everybody's saying right now, especially talking about Instagram, is the reels. Getting your stuff out on reels, out on video, out on stories, in your posts, on YouTube. I mean, everywhere that you can get a, re- a, a, a video, is going to be good for you. And Tom Ferry's been preaching this. I know you do it, Brian Um, and Mark. We are seeing more and more realtors get into that, but still they're sluggish, just like usually they are to adopting any kind of technology. So increasing engagement is about using, especially with the new algorithms that are favoring video right now all across the board, especially on Instagram, um, there's some things you need to keep in mind, and a couple of those things are just to be yourself. You know, I have clients that will come and they they uh, they try too hard. It's kind of like the actor that you see in a movie or in a play that's just trying too hard. Just Come on, be natural, get with it and be natural and be yourself. That's the first thing. Be yourself. Don't try to be anything that you're not and get comfortable with being behind the camera. Uh, Keep it simple. Don't get into large detail on things. If you're going to do a video, if you're going to do a reel, keep it quick. And and The best way of learning how to do that is just do one because you'll find that you can't really talk a lot in one minute. Correct. So If you're going to do a reel and you've got 60 seconds, you've got to think of one message. What is the message I wanna send today on this reel? It's gotta be simple. Um, Telling stories, you know, getting out with your dog, going out on a hike, doing what you love, getting with your buddies on the golf course, going out and surfing, whatever, and get a little clip of that that tells a story about who who you are and what you're all about. That's super, super important. And then of course, what we're talking about, keep it short so you need to to focus on even if you're doing longer videos two or three minutes are okay if you're posting on youtube if you're posting inside instagram if you're doing lives on instagram and facebook i think two and three minutes is okay to have those mixed in but overall you want to keep it short
1: what do you run 60 about 60 seconds yeah i do i do i think
2: to her point um think about it you take out your phone what do we all do One two, one two, one two. So first off, you know, to your point, short videos are the way to go. Second of all, who's your target audience? People are confused on what the messaging is. And so it's like, hey, who are you speaking to? Once you know the target audience, it's easy to deliver that piece about it. But I agree. Attention spans are short. It's got to be good. I think the reels are great. Um, What I'm finding to your point with some other folks in the real estate world is Everything that I put out, I, want, I think about it from either a realtor's perspective or a client's perspective, mm-hmm. and I want there to be something of value in the video, a takeaway from them. Absolutely. Which is like, I don't want to talk about, if I was an agent, don't talk about your new listing. You can say, here's my new listing, blah, 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 but give them, here's one thing to pay attention to. Here's two things to pay attention to. All I'm right. doing a new construction here right. and there. So the attention span's so short, you got to grab them quickly. Right. And then you just can't talk all the way about the day. There has to be a takeaway from them, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure it's valuable because in my head, I want to make sure that every Every time my video comes up, people say, "Ooh, last time that guy, that guy gave me a tip on credit. That guy gave me a tip I on here and there." And be, so there's yeah. a value and gold there to get it done. The consistency piece, I think, it comes down to it's a time management and a system deal. You know, we're all absolutely. over the place here and there, and so if it's not in their calendar, they're not going to do it. Or maybe they, it is, but they have a list of topics, but they're not that good, or they yeah. don't like the way their nose looks, and so they don't <laughs> get. All that. And to your point, everyone, oh, hard. everyone struggles with that. They
0: do. Everybody does. I do. But you have
2: to get through it. And you I do. promise the world is not looking at your eyebrow like you're looking at your eyebrow. <laughs> what people are looking at, to your point, <laughs> yes, is, is yes. it creative? Is it catchy? Was yeah. there something of value and that? Yeah. I like well, it? What
0: can I take home and try myself? Right. Absolutely. I think the
2: more people do that and the more consistent they are, the biggest thing with social, it has to be consistent, yep. but there also has to be variety. Yes. Right? And so to your point, a couple different angles, a couple different platforms. Yeah. There are some that allow for long-form YouTube, things of that nature. But for the most part, it's easier, quicker, and more impactful to do the reels yeah. and all that. Yeah. And So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I love it. At Dallas Mortgage Man, you can go follow. But I try I to make it valuable stuff. and I try to make At it fun. Dallas Mortgage mortgages Man. are nerdy <laughs> and they're so flat and no one wants to hear about an application or things here and there. No. So I try to take a different approach, which is Good. just hey, how to make it cool and trendy, but also just give away as much gold and value as I can yeah. in a cool, trendy way. So that way I get more engagement. And so I, you know. Our industry's behind, I know what not to do, so I'm trying to build out the platform on what to do.
0: Right, absolutely, and like Brian is saying, there's four ways that you can post on Instagram. You've got stories, reels, your feed, and live. And uh, getting consistent and having your tools and your system engage is what's gonna help you quickly get these kinds of things done so if you have all your tools together if you have all of your accounts connected so that like today coming over here i'm at a stoplight i do a 60 second promo for the show i flip it up really quick on instagram cross post it over to facebook i go onto my dashboard uh uh whatever they're called, uh, Hootsuite or whatever, and I select all my accounts, yeah. boom, within two minutes, I have a video promoting this show yep. on probably eight different networks. Yep. Okay, you say, yeah, but you're a marketing person. Yeah, I've got my tools together. So if you want to do this, if you want to create more engagement in what you're doing on social, you got to think like a marketer mm-hmm. first to get this content out there. And then if you need help, then that's where I come in. You call me, sandyhibbardcreative.com. Go to the blog, by the way, and... Um, I've got a new series I'm just working on called the Engagement Series. And That's mm-hmm. going to be up on Monday. So if you go to my blog today or over the weekend, you can sign up and I'll notify you as soon as this goes live. And I'm going to just talk about all the different ways that you can create more engagement and ideas for videos. Because I know that some of you just go, I don't know what to do. I don't you know, what know? To I'm I do the right, same now. thing. Right. And I do think that it's really important if you're a realtor, if you're a mortgage guy, if you're a title guy or girl, you need to keep your content focused around that. So if I'm a realtor and I'm never talking about real estate or I'm never talking about homes or I'm never showing pictures of a house, I think that's confusing. And I think that it's good to mix it up. Uh, if you go to my Instagram page, you're gonna see that I don't do all marketing stuff at all. So I'm into the photography, I'm into the look and creating my feed and I think that's cool. But somewhere along the line, a realtor's got to talk about what they do, their product in a creative and you know cute, sassy way, whatever your personality is, like Brian's saying what he does on on his thing. Give somebody something to take back with them that helps them know, hey, this realtor just left me a really great tip that I'm gonna remember or that I'm gonna take action on or they told me about a new lending guy that I'm gonna check out his stuff. So it's all about uh, staying within the realm of your industry because after all, you want industry leads, right? So don't just be out there at the swimming pool looking all sexy girls, that's fine, but can you sell real estate, you know?
2: Well I think one of the things that I want your viewers to pay attention to is the reason you're successful on the social and the branding stuff is because you treat it like a business not a hobby. Absolutely. And everybody that I know that's successful, that's impactful in the d- digital space, they treat it like a business because it is. Yeah. So if you look at all the stuff out there, no matter who it is and in whatever industry that, that that they're doing, they're everywhere, they're all the time, multiple platforms here and there because they take it seriously. And that's the way you have to think about it, right? Because the impact it'll have on you to your clients and the outside world mm-hmm. is real, but if you're spotty or mm-hmm. just a random hobby, it won't get there. Yeah. So I love the way that you've got all this stuff set up. You're giving a more engagement series. That's the way to do it. A secret to folks out there, if you're just getting started, honestly, you just got to get started. But If you're curious <laughs> on what to say and what, what to do, go to her page, go to his page, go to my page, anybody Dallas, you can look at all of our content and you can write down the top 10 videos mm-hmm. that you like the most and just make it your own. So you don't have absolutely. to be confused on what to say. There's so much stuff out there, but to your right. point, you got to get started. You got to be consistent and yeah. you got to treat it like a business. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So it's a wrap. So let's go through our our three takeaways and Brian I'd like for you to leave three things with our audience today that you'd like for them to take away
2: yeah so I think the three things out there that I want people to pay attention to from this show number one the cost of waiting is only gonna get more expensive house prices are not going to go down and rates are not going to drop anytime soon. You need to make the commitment and get with a good team. Number two is going to be social media and branding. To your point, you need to implement it in the business. If you don't have it, you got to take it serious. Uh, Go find some folks to help you. But the truth of the matter is you got to get started, keep going and treat it like a business. Third thing is um, for those that are looking to move to Dallas, I think Dallas is one of the best places. There are a million people relocating here. Dallas is suffering from a population surge. We have way more humans than we do houses and I think what we're seeing right now is going to be the norm for probably the next 12 to
1: 24 months Mm
0: -hmm. Wow thank you Mark
1: amazing Uh, I'd say three things be aware of the effects of a changing market Mm -hmm. Uh, and that goes to the realtor community out there is you better assess the people you have been doing business with or have the capability to continue right to be available to do business with because they're gonna be a shift on the service providing side of this industry so Uh, re-up your thoughts about that Uh, and then uh, I think everybody's saying the same thing pivot to the video Mm -hmm. world and Mm -hmm. get in front of people on that and bring value to the conversation Mm -hmm. Uh, and then frankly um, I mean this guy's sitting here because I think he's the best in the business obviously and I I think if you don't go to if you don't go to assist if you want to see a system that really works and you want to be with a reputable company and a guy that's committed to your success and I'm not saying just Brian, but I'm talking about the people that he serves. Mm-hmm. You need to give. You need to go to Fairway Independent mm-hmm. and go to Brian's team and, mm-hmm. and give him a give him a call or reach out to him because uh, it'll be worth your time. So Thank you. I value him very much. So. Absolutely.
0: Um, my three things are sitting right here. One, two, three. And uh, you know, if you listen to our podcast, you know how Mark is always preaching. I'm always preaching about relationships and building your team, who you work with really does matter so if you need social media help contact sandy if you need title help contact mark miller at securedtitletx.com if you need mortgage guys if you are looking to have a solid partner in mortgage if you are a, a non-realtor person watching this and you want to buy a house but you're lost and you're afraid you can't get enough money for it contact brian mccauley brian what's your website
2: DallasMortgageNews.com and what other better way to brand yourself. I tried to figure out how I could be the mortgage man in Dallas, so I just made myself a Dallas
0: Mortgage (laughs) Man. Very easy. That's it. Simple Branding 101. guys, that that is how you do it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in June. Until then, take care. Ciao, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome.